Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 117. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Bilal Springer. This week on the show, we're joined by Emma Simmons, owner of multi-award winning Salon 54 in North Yorkshire, to discuss her experience on the 30 Days to Grow Salon Challenge, which took place in April. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Killian. I'm really excited for these episodes because I love the amount of feedback that we get. We've been doing the 30 Days to Grow Challenge for the third year now. And initially when it started, we weren't 100% sure how it was going to land with the audience and, you know, the salon industry and within the space. And uh, it all started, if you remember, it all started with that salon owners had a hard time raising their prices or feeling comfortable doing that. And it stemmed from the, the fact that we really noticed that there was like a massive discounting culture problem within the industry and we wanted to find a way to tackle that and I mean three years later it's just grown exponentially it's so amazing to see so many people every year take part in the challenge. Yeah, it's a fantastic initiative and it kind of embodies everything that we've been talking about, especially in the last few weeks where we're talking about kind of bringing communities together because I know this is full of like 30 days of challenges for you and your salon, but the theme is teamwork. So you're bringing your team together, but also by having that Facebook group out there, we see salon owners engaging with each other as well and helping each other out and kind of showing what ideas that they're doing. So it's just creating such a huge kind of community out there. While it's great for business, it's great for individuals and teams as well. Definitely. And a few numbers here before we kick it off. Uh, This year's challenge was uh, themed around teamwork. And in total, 1,861 individuals took part in the challenge. Wow. I remember when we started this, we were wondering, would we even get 500 people doing this? Yes, I remember that too. Yes. (laughs) And that's only three years ago. So look, we've explained what 30 Days to Grow is. You've recited off some numbers there. Now I think the best thing to do here is actually invite our guest today, Emma. Emma, welcome to the show. So happy to hear how you got on with your team. Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. (laughs) Unusual doing this. I've not done this before, so. (laughs) We were just chatting before and you said you do Facebook Lives anyway. And that means standing up in front of a camera, which is something I definitely couldn't do. So this is going to be grand for you, not a bother. That's one of the reasons why I um, started doing the Facebook Lives was because I had a bit of a phobia of going on camera and speaking in front of people, public speaking and things. So I set myself a challenge and it just by about day 15, it was coming a lot easier. So it's not that hard if you try. (laughs) You just have to jump straight in. Myself and Zoe were like that when we first came up with the show. And a lot of people that listen to this have heard this before that when it was first said, it's like, we were going to host it. We were like, no way. <laughs> like The two of us are kind of really quiet and now you can't stop us talking. So it is, it's just kind of habit. You have to get into it. So Emma, before we jump into the actual feedback of the campaign, um, I suppose we could kick it off with a bit about your background and maybe some insights into Salon 54, how long it's been around for, what are you guys all about? Your sales pitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, so I am 40 this year, um, but I always wanted to be a hairdresser for as long as I can remember. Um, and I was told um, at about seven years old that um, not to be a hairdresser, there was no money in it. So then I decided 
okay, I'll be a salon owner. So I always wanted to be a salon owner that did hair. Um, and I managed to achieve that when I was um, 21. I opened the salon and I was a hairdresser primarily. I did not know how to run a salon. Um, and so we, we had lots of ups and downs along the way. And I've had to really learn the role of um, a salon owner or um, a business owner. Um, and I'm still learning now, which is great doing things like the 30 days to grow because, you know, 17 years of owning the salon and I still find new um, hurdles every day. So it's, um, I'm always learning. And along the way, we've had to overcome lots of hurdles. Like we flooded one time in uh, North, the whole North Yorkshire flooded. We were closed for three months. So we had to rebuild the whole salon again. Um, and then we, just as we got it rebuilt, then there was a big recession. And so that, you know, we managed to come through the other side of the recession. And, you know, it was just like plodding along, working, working, working. But more recently, uh, recent years has seen like the high street you know economically things are changing and so like socially things are changing so instead of us just sitting there and clients coming into us we're having to actively seek out clients and make sure that we're getting ourselves out there um, and getting ourselves noticed and trying to sort of set ourselves ahead of or different to or you know just give us some sort of usp really um and so We've created a team culture um, in the salon that everybody's, we have a really good team. Like we don't have any sick. Um, and when I say I don't have any sick, I mean like I've just paid for one of the girls to go on a zookeeper for a day experience mm-hmm. as a treat because she's not had a single stay off sick for five years. And I think it's just because we've built on the team and getting the right members of the team and getting them all with the same values and the same, you know, getting that culture in there um and so we're very much sort of like one big family in the salon um and more recently we've focused on sort of increasing color stats and things like that and sort of all helping one another backing one another up to increase different sort of kpis and things so there is a big team culture in the salon and we're in a tiny little market town as well so you know there's not many clients to go around all the salons that are in our market town so the girls have to really work well together to sort of set themselves apart that sounds brilliant so salon 54 has been established that was the first salon you you started that was like 17 years ago yeah yeah wow standing the test of time (laughs) yeah and overcame flooding and a recession yeah. Um, what I loved where you started there was that you wanted to be a stylist and someone told you not to be because there's no money in it. So what did you do? You decided to be an owner. <laughs> like, that's just, like that attitude, especially when you're saying you were seven years old, that's just brilliant. I think that, that's one of the things that makes me like determined to keep going and get through things like flooding and recessions and things like that, because I'm one of the I think a lot of hairdressers are if they're told they can't do something then they just prove everybody wrong and they're going to find another way of achieving something <laughs> I think it's in our blood that's a great attitude how, how do I get an attitude like that <laughs> <laughs> build resilience yeah love it so Emma is this your first year doing the challenge um no this is our second year um so we we did it last year but it I didn't sort of delve into it quite as much. Um, I didn't sort of involve the team as much. I did get um, some of the team last year to help me in some of the um, tasks. And obviously the ones that I needed the team to sort of like push for um, sales and things like that, then 
you know, I did sort of let them involved in that. But this year was more sort of like teamwork and getting everybody involved in it. Um, And I wanted to kind of like do it again this year because just sort of dipping my toe in last year, we got some great results. Um, And, you know, we've had Christmas and then we come to January, February and March is just starting to build back up again. And it was just the right time. I saw it come up on Facebook and I thought, great, that was fab last year. It kept me motivated. Um, And then I saw that it was going to be much more team orientated. So I thought, well, if this can motivate the team as well, it's just come at the right time after sort of Christmas. And then obviously April is our start of our financial year for us in the salon. So it was like, great, we can get the team on board at the beginning of the year and start as we mean to go on. So it was, came at a really good time for motivating us. And obviously the results last year sort of made me want to do it again this year and sort of push even further into it. Yeah. So would you say it was kind of easy enough to get them on board with the idea, to get them convinced uh, to join you in the challenge? Um, yeah, they, uh, you know, they, they love the creativity and the passion is hair. But um, we've always like more recently as well over the past few years we've always been quite honest with our team so they know exactly what our incomings are our outgoings and everything they know the struggles that we have as salon owners and as business owners um and so they're very much like you know we um we do keep them updated with everything but they're starting to now um come up with like you know, if we've got an obstacle, or if we've got something that needs to change or we need to sort of improve on anything, they're coming up with ideas and things now and sort of coming to us and say, oh, I had a thing last night and what do you think about introducing this? Or I saw this um, promotion somewhere and I thought we could incorporate it into the salon in this way. Or, you know, so it, it I think it helps letting them have input as, as well into the salon. It helps to sort of keep that team culture going. So, yeah, they were all very much when I said oh do you fancy doing this girls and like straight away they're like yeah and I think having the group the Facebook group as well means that like we're all connected outside of work in our own time and they wouldn't be contributing in there if they didn't enjoy each other's company or weren't passionate about seeing the salon go forward and grow so you know yeah anything like that they're they're sort of quick to jump on it you know a new challenge and things. It's amazing to see that they're now coming to you with ideas where you said last year the involvement would have been more kind of you saw the tasks and you kind of came up with what you wanted to do and then they went and implemented it for you. But now this year it's pretty much completely flipped and like shared responsibility. But also, again, they're approaching you and especially outside of work hours, like that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like if you've got something that they're interested in, you know, so it used to be sort of like, you know, you'd have your one to ones years ago and be like, right, so your retail's this and your rebooking's that and what have you. But now they're all really interested in um, kind of like looking at their columns as their own little businesses. Yeah. Um, And so they want to sort of like grow their column as like as if they were growing their own little business. So they're all very much sort of eager to learn more more than just the skill of hairdressing. They're, they're wanting to learn how to improve themselves, how to improve all their KPIs, like rebooking figures, retail figures and things. So it's something a little bit different than doing your roller sets every week, isn't it? You know, a bit of excitement. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It sounds like you've got a team of leaders there. How did you find the challenges, like overall, since it was your second year doing it? Any feedback on that? Yeah, I think... We um, we didn't we did enjoy them uh, and I found them a little bit easier to implement because 
because I'd sort of seen it and done it before, so I kind of knew the format that was going to come. So it, it, I found it easier because I was able to organise with them and say to the girls, right, who's up for this? Let's let's do this challenge. We'll all do it. And because I had um, in place like the um, Facebook group um, so we could con- connect with each other outside of selling hours and we planned things a little bit more. So as soon as I got the email coming in, I went through, sort of put my ideas, my thoughts in, let them have a say on it. So when we came in in the morning, everybody was sort of having coffee in the staff room and they were all briefed and they all knew what was going to be happening or what the task was for that day or, you know, um, and those that had time, like if it was down to one of the tasks was um, the display in the retail area. So the the girls that were free shot out and said, oh, we'll go get some plants. So they've got lots of plants and things like that just to sort of make a bit of a feature with um, the product. They all sat in the morning and discussed which product it was going to be. And then the girls that were free dealt with sort of organising the display. So it was quite good because they were all delegating different jobs and tasks to each other as well. So it's quite easy to do with the team on board. And how, how big is your team, do you mind? Um, I had seven stylists and one junior and me and my husband both. Um, my husband is um, front of house and marketing manager and I'm obviously cutting her. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, a big change, I suppose, on the floor that you're seeing now. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing um, a lot of the girls like taking ownership. It's really nice because we do like little mini I want to say one-to-one but it's not a one-to-one it's more like a motivational meeting every week Um, and so sitting down every week we're finding there's a little bit more content there's a bit more excitement there Um, it's not just like oh how did you do in your retail oh that's good try a bit hard next time it was you know they're a bit more passionate and they're like oh well I think I could do this and that really worked when we did that task and I wondered if I could implement it somehow into you know so yeah it's, it's it's going really good it's um made made a big difference to how the girls are are working and thinking on a daily basis I think that's that's one of the things so have you noticed then since doing the challenges or even while doing the challenges that there were any particular skills that some of your team displayed and not only kind of displayed a, a good skill set towards it but have now started kind of doing that more often now yeah definitely because um I've always been in charge of like the social media and things um it it was getting hard to get them to, you know, remember to take photographs of their work and things like that. So now we have um, seen who is the best photographer in the salon. And so they're taking everybody's pictures. So um, that's much easier for me because I've got content there to post up onto Instagram and things like that. Um, and one of the girls um, that was helping me with the lives and things and did the tutorial um video with me she really enjoyed it and because some of them shy away from sort of going on camera but um she she really enjoyed it so she is now wanting to sort of like um do a little bit more with that sort of like promoting um through social media marketing with me so that's um something that's making it a bit easier for me instead of having to do it on myself um and yeah, I think it's really helped with actually one of our lowest retailers um, who was consistently very, very low. We were always trying to give her a kick up the bum. She Last week, her retail was 33% and she has come from about 2%. <laughs> so obviously, you know, we were saying for years, like, you can do it, you can do it. She just wasn't. 
but for some reason she took on you know really took everything on board and really sort of threw herself into it and she's she did 33% last week the week before she'd done 29% so it's not like just a fluke one week she's consistently sort of up there as one of the top retailers now like is this just an attitude change or was there literally a kick up the bum <laughs> I think it's maybe an attitude change because the maybe sort of like being allowed to have a little bit more import into things, um, maybe feeling a little bit more valued as an employee because, like, they are able to. We always do try and encourage them. Like, oh, have you got ideas? Come and tell us. But I think because this was a daily thing and it was like actually going to them uh, or in the group or on the, in the morning in the staff room, saying, right, what do you guys think? Have you got any ideas, Alicia? What's your ideas? Shannon, what's your ideas? Who wants to do this? You know, who thinks that's a good idea? And they had more input in it. So I think it was just like they feel more valued and like their opinion counts. Um, And so, you know, instead of thinking, oh, I can't do that, I can't achieve that. Like, actually, let's see if we can. We've got to do this task for one day. Um, And then at the end of that day, when like, oh, my God, I, I, I achieved that. So then the next day they went on to the next task, but they still were implementing yesterday's task. Do you see what I mean? Like when it came to sort of like retailing or, um, you know, uh, we, sh- we did the what, where and why with the retail. And obviously on that day, they saw results. So then the next day, they continued. The next day, they continued. So it just kind of created better habits. Yeah, a ripple effect. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you notice any or maybe even get feedback from your team? Were there any f- challenges or tasks that came up as I suppose a favorite for me like for both of us really we've sort of discussed this and then um, getting the testimonials was really nice for me it was a great insight because I was able to see those that like came to me and said well I asked every lady today to give me a, a review and like you know here's all the reviews that have come in on the Facebook with my name on them sort of thing or you know uh, this lady's actually taken the time and written it down for you and into a you know, put it in an envelope. So when I could see the ones that getting it, getting lots of reviews or testimonials coming in very easily, I thought, well, yeah, they're, they're doing something right. And then reading through them, it was like little things in the testimonies that I thought, oh, that's a really nice touch that the, the stylist has obviously taken it upon themselves to to add that little touch into that client's experience without being told to do it. Um, so that was really good because it means that I can sort of like help monitor the standards and make sure that they, um, every client's experience is as good as it can be, but also that the, the girls that are sort of like going that little extra mile, I could see that, which norm, ordinarily I wouldn't know unless I you know, was working next to them. But the girls liked that as well because they said it was really nice getting the feedback from the clients and kind of like quite motivational for them and sort of boost the confidence and, you know, maybe they felt a bit, um, you know, pushy doing some sales or, you know, um, some, I know some of them were very uncomfortable asking for rebooking, but um, when they'd get a, a testimonial back saying, oh, it's great that she's planning ahead for me. So then they were like seeing it in a different way. Like, well, actually, I'm not forcing her to have another appointment. I'm planning the future for this lady. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I think that's that was the favourite for, for both stylists and for, for me as a salon owner as well. It's like anything, like when it's new and you've never done it before, it feels awkward at first trying to do it. And it does feel weird and it feels forced, but 
the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's like what we, when you were saying about doing the Facebook Lives earlier and we were saying about the podcast, it's awkward at first. But then when you start hearing the feedback, then like it does get easier and it does become a habit and you develop and you see yourself developing from that then. Yeah, definitely. So on the flip side then, were there, well, not so much the flip side, I don't know, because maybe you did enjoy this too, but were there any challenges that you found like required a substantial amount of time or resources to complete? No, I think they um, they were all sort of fairly easy to put together. I think the only thing that probably took a little bit more organising was when we came to do the one with the um, tutorial. Um, we we did that as a live, so we did like a live tutorial. So um, we had to plan when when was going to be like the best time to go online where people would, would be free and sat with their phones in their hands sort of scrolling through Facebook and things. Um, and we had to kind of like find somebody to stand and film, somebody to sit and do the tutorial. The one that was sitting and doing the tutorial didn't want to speak, so it was like, find another one that's free at the same time to talk the clients through what was happening. So it was kind of like getting a little bit of um, getting a team together to do the tutorial all at the same time where they weren't rushed and where it was a time that would suit people that were, you know, gain an audience, basically. So I think that was probably the most testing one but as I say they were all pretty easy to implement and put together. What was the response to the Facebook lives uh, especially after like the first time trying it? We got loads of people um, from the tutorial saying oh my god can you can you do a blow dry one oh can you can you do it because we just did like quick curls in 10 minutes on a morning um, and we had someone send us a photo in saying Oh, look at my hair. I did it. I did it this morning. <laughs> oh, that's so, <laughs> so they're always like, you know, um, following it. And um, we had lots of clients asking us to do other tutorials. Um, and yeah, we we had lots of people, good, like good response in the salon, like people saying, oh, I saw you on the live. Yeah, I've been watching, waiting to see when you come on again and things like that. So I think video, like going on lives or even if you don't want to do it live, but you want to record it and then put it out there. I think video seems to be the way to go with them um, with social media at the moment. People want to see what's going on behind the, you know, behind the brand, you know, who you are. And I think this was really good for for getting that that out there, really, with the 30 days to go with all the tasks and everything. It was about letting people see your team and who they are and, you know, what they like doing and what they like sort of in the staff room and things like that. And I think that's what it's like fly on the wall stuff isn't it people like watching that's, that's why people like to watch um reality tv <laughs> very true very true <laughs> yeah. kind of hit the nail on the head there when we were chatting offline there you also mentioned that the challenge of the competition got loads of good results as well well when it came to the um the one where it was create a giveaway or you know some sort of competition i thought well we we are focusing on team here, so what can we do? You know, rather than just sort of give products away or whatever, let's do something that involves the team. So instead of giving away one thing, we kind of like gave away uh, eight things. Um, and it was just a little product. I think it was a product that we'd been given free from one of the suppliers. Um, and so we were able to give like one away each day. Um, but we did a picture um, of each team member and at the side of that, we had a picture of each team member's dog. And you had to match 
the stylist. So each day was a different stylist day. Um, and then the clients had to um, put which dog they thought belonged to that stylist. And that had <laughs> loads of response to it. Like, just like, it was unbelievable. It was quite difficult to keep up with all the um, people that had entered because everybody was like, I think it's this one, I think it's this one. So, like, I would say that we were having, you know, maybe, like, each day we were having to, because then we were putting it into a, putting all the names into a hat and drawing them out live. So when people were, because we were doing it like every day as well, people were um, like tuning in ready because they knew that like we came online usually around about sort of nine-ish when when uh, all the soaps had finished on TV. So they were tuning in live, you know, and say, oh, I've been waiting for this. I want to know if I've got it right. You know, they were dead excited just to see which stylist owned which <laughs> dog. Um, so, yeah, that, we got a really good response. We had like maybe 60, 70 entrants um each day on that um so it and people were sharing it and you know all the comments and everything it really pushes your social media up there um so after that we did um we did another one with because we thought well everyone really went mad about that so we did one with the team and the baby pictures (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what we're going to do next. I don't know where it's going to go from there. We've had like the pooches and we've had the baby pictures. I don't know where we're going to go from there, but it seems everyone just wanted to know about the team and, you know, what they were like at home, what they were like when they were little, you know, what dogs they own. But yeah, it was really, really good response from that. That's amazing. I hope I hope you keep that going. You're you're really turning your salon into quite the little reality <laughs> show of its own. My husband actually said, "Oh, can we put cameras in?" And like, you know, and I was like, "I, I don't know if like where the law stands on that because like not everybody wants to be filmed." And he's like, "Yeah, but it'd be really interesting." I was like, "Yeah, but maybe clients maybe won't want to sit there with tin foil in the hair, getting the highlights done while they're on camera for everybody." <laughs> Maybe there is a bit of a line, but you can always blur people's faces out nowadays. There used to be a programme that was on um, on TV that was like that a few years ago. And I think the ratings were really high on that as well. It's like just because people just want to see what goes on, don't they? Behind closed doors or, you know. Start your very own little YouTube channel. Yeah. There you go. You'll be snapped up by one of the television broadcasters. Here's an idea for the next challenge, perhaps. Maybe match up with the Star Steins. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that one down, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just popped up into my mind there. Um, so we've we've obviously, you know, touched upon loads of different challenges, loads of um, positive uh, feedback from, from your team on those challenges as well. Have you noticed any changes in terms of like figures on your business? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, with the rebooking, I think um, during that month, we went up um, six and a half percent just that month alone. Um, just from, I think there was only like a couple of tasks in there, wasn't there, with um, the rebooking. But because the girls were like really focusing on it all and not just doing it for 24 hours and then on to the next task, they were implementing it each task um, every day. Um, so they, we saw an increase in the rebooking and that month alone was six and a half percent. But the retail as well, um, obviously, I said before that um, one of the lowest retailers is, was, is now selling sort of 29, 33%. Um, one of our youngest team members, she has, um, for the last six weeks, she's been the highest retailer and she's only a junior stylist. She's only been on the salon floor a year. So she really, um, I think the younger ones took to it a lot more because they were farming new habits they didn't really have many bad habits to try and break you know they weren't sort of 
in that zone where they're sort of complacent. So, you know, the young ones took to it really well and they're just soaring with it. So I think our in um, as a salon, the retail at the moment um, after April um, is at about 28%. Um, wow. amazing. <laughs> the, you know the last sort of three four weeks i've been monitoring it and we're around about 28 percent which we weren't poor at retailing but we weren't we were just sort of average i think we were um normally around about 12 percent i weren't moaning about the retail before but now i'm like i have this like little whiteboard in the um staff room and um i put on there like what the salon's done as a total and then what each person's done each week and like um I always put like a little comment at the side of each one, like some of them I used to put like, oh, well done. Um, try and do a little bit more um, aftercare next next time or, you know, keep going, keep chipping at it. And now it's just like, wow, amazing, fabulous. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're, they're just so, I can't fault any of them on it, really. They're, they're all really taken to that really well. So, yeah, that's the, the biggest changes that we've seen. But, um I think just the staff themselves like have been more motivated and sort of like wanting to sort of come to us with come forth with their ideas and things like that um, and you know for me forward planning because um, it got me into the habit of thinking about tomorrow like what what's in tomorrow what task have I got to do how can I improve things how can we upsell is there something I can you know do to increase tomorrow um and putting a plan in place instead of just rolling into the salon at nine o'clock, getting to lunchtime, say, oh, I meant to put that offer on and then I didn't, you know, it it just gets you into the habit, into the habit of like getting things organized and forward planning with things. I think what I've really enjoyed listening to you talk about today was how involved your team are, but like how they have now taken ownership, taken it upon themselves to start coming to you. And like you said, even with your Facebook group after hours, coming to you with ideas, like that's what I've really enjoyed hearing today. Now, I'm not a salon owner, so I know I, there's probably other salon owners out there going, but the retail figures, <laughs> Gillian, the retail. But, uh, but like, I think that like, and so you could probably agree, like, I think that's amazing feedback on Definitely, that. Definitely, yeah, 100%. And I, I think that was kind of the, probably the, the, the strongest point that was lacking in, in the previous years where we didn't actually put that focus on making it a teamwork thing. And I think it's super important going forward. Like, obviously, you've done it two years in a row now. Uh, first year, dipping your toes into it. This year, getting into it fully. What would you hope to see happening next year? Would you take part again? And if so, would there be something in particular that you'd like to see, I suppose, maybe improved on or added to the challenge? Um, yeah, well, I was thinking about this and I was thinking it's really a continuation of bringing the team together because that's really what's driven the um, results this year is like having the whole team on board and focused on it and doing it together. Um, you know, because on your own, you can achieve so little, but together you can achieve so much more. Um, so that continuation of like um, focusing on the a salon team and, and having everybody involved and motivating not just the salon owner, but also the team members is great. But I think it would be really nice to sort of kind of get um, a focus on customer care and um, delighting clients and kind of like going above and beyond the client's expectations. And that way, if you sort of incorporating that in the team as well, it opens up the team's eyes as to why that's so important, not just to 
you know, do good haircuts, hair colours and things like that, but just making the client feel extra special um, and getting the team to really thoroughly understand why we crack the whip so much on client experience and um and customer care and customer service and things like that um because i think that's one of the most important things i think that's why clients come back to a salon is because not just the do they go away like looking good but they leave feeling good and i think to continue with the team but maybe in in corporate going above and beyond with customer care and getting the client these team to understand the importance of that would be really good it's turning your uh, satisfied customers into your loyal clients yeah. essentially i was just thinking about that so last week we had speaker and author jay williams on the show he was speaking about satisfied clients versus loyal clients and the difference why it mattered and um yeah i was just thinking you know it it, it is after all developing those so to speak soft skills you know that that personality and that caring for your customers that is going to bring those people back. Yeah. So I bet you're going to go away now and do all that research for us and create next year's challenges for us. And we're just going to put Forrest over it and take it. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. I've got loads of ideas. Well, the team's got loads of ideas. <laughs> well, we'd love to hear them. <laughs> you can share them all with us. Emma, it's been amazing having you on the show and like the feedback has been brilliant to hear. I'm so glad it worked out really well for you. And I'm also like, I'd love to see how it keeps going for you, say, six weeks down the line, two months, three months. Like, I really hope you guys kind of stick with this and keep it going because it sounds like it's done wonders throughout the month of April. Yeah, we will. We'll definitely. Um, I was discussing with my husband and I was like, you know, we need to just keep the ball rolling with it and not sort of become complacent because in that short space of time, you see so much increase in different areas, you know, in within the salon and just the atmosphere in the salon as well everyone's motivated everyone's on a high we're starting the financial year off on a high and so you know I, i'm just hoping that like that financial just keeps growing and growing but so will the teamwork and the team ethic and everything so it just means that they can get more at the end of the day it's not just about the salon achieving more financially but if we if we're doing more financially then we can treat them more like we took them out for a day to the races and we did a bha shoot and things like that so it just works all around if if we can keep the ball rolling with it you can send your staff to another zookeeper day but the beauty of this course is like even though it was in the month of April if you find like next quarter that there is a bit of a lull in your team just run the campaign again I mean yeah they are they are always there up and live on the website and obviously the Facebook group stays open so hopefully we'll keep seeing uh, feedback from how you guys are doing in the salon and uh, yeah thank you so much for taking the time again today it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for having us been lovely So that was Emma Simmons from Salon 54 sharing her um, salon's results and feedback from the 30 Days to Grow. And I have to say, I think there were some phenomenal results there. Don't you agree? Oh, like definitely. The rebooking figures, the the retail figures, learning about your staff, all of that is just so amazing uh, that it happens in in such little time as 30 days, right? And I think it's great for anyone who's looking to take part in the challenge, either this year at some point and being supported with the Facebook group or even just to take part in next year's edition, uh, which will probably also be in April. So yeah, definitely uh, great insights there. 
Yeah, I mean, like like Emma joined last year. This is her second year. She joined last year, didn't know what to expect. This year, had a bit of an idea of what to expect and then managed to get her team more involved and then actually saw some true results. And now she's already shared what we should be doing next year because she's been through the mill twice. Her team have been through it. They've seen the impact it can have. And now they've been able to identify other areas in their business that they want to improve and think everyone else could work on too, which is really good. So kind of, I suppose, not really on tone, but kind of on tone with the whole like learning and moving forward, we are delighted to announce the early access launch of Forest Academy. Forest Academy is essentially your one-stop education shop for all forest clients. So anyone who is done training with, with Forest would remember having to either come, if you're in Ireland, up in-house here to do a full day's training session or for everyone else to do online training sessions with a live instructor. Now we're bringing training to you, which essentially means you can access online self-talk courses anywhere you want on your tablet, on your smartphone, on your laptop, and you do it all in your own time. So what can you expect from Forest Academy? You can expect interactive online and on-demand training, learning on the go with our Forest Academy app, a library of regularly added and updated courses, some interactive forest systems. So if you have a new hire who might not be too confident using your forest system, you can enroll them in these courses and they can use demo systems and put tasks into practice. And finally, last but not least, you can also get Forest Academy certified now. Yeah, sounds deadly. I mean, you guys must be chuffed, really. Well, it's something that uh, everyone here in the education department has been working hard on for the last year. So we're finally kind of getting it out there. Like we said, it's the early access and we're dying to have some clients start kind of going through and giving some feedback. We've had some really positive feedback at the moment. So if you do want to enroll in the academy and start getting your certificates or if you want to start training your new staff up on it, um, just email forestfm at forest.com and all you have to say is Forest Academy or training. That's that's all you need Kill to say. And we'll I want training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything education related, we'll get you up and running on it. Yeah. So anyone who's looking to get set up for Forest Academy training, it's forestfm at forest.com. Get in touch. And to follow suit with that, we have another learning opportunity for you, another free one. Uh, it's new and exclusive. It's a six-week salon management and leadership course hosted by hair and beauty business strategist Valerie Delforge. Most of you would know her from uh, her contributions to the blog. And this course is essentially, well, first of all, it's open to everyone. Uh, you don't need to have software to participate. You don't need to be a forest client. So all you uh, need is to actually commit to a six-week course. And how it works is that each week you'll be receiving an hour-long presentation that you can watch in your own time. You'll also receive a workbook. Uh, these will all be sent out by email to you, uh, one every week for six weeks. Think about this course as a practical step-by-step -step game plan to review what you're currently doing in the salon or spa, identify things that can be improved on, and then take action. So in terms of like the weekly breakdown of things, lesson one is how to manage your staff. Lesson two is managing your salon's operations successfully. Lesson three is how to motivate your salon team for salon HR, recruitment and training. Lesson five, we'll be talking about how to handle difficult staff. 
And lesson six, we're going beyond management. We're uh, tackling how to become an exceptional salon leader. So from a time involvement perspective, you're looking at an hour video per week to watch and as much time as you can dedicate to the workbooks each week. Uh, as always, you get out what you put in, right? So for the enrollment, uh, like I said, anyone with a laptop and an internet connection can sign up. The entire course is hosted online. Each week, starting the day of your enrollment, you'll receive a new email containing both the lessons presentation and the workbook. So we'll put the link to register in the show's notes. But if you want more information, we have a blog up on the Forest blog. So uh, forest.com forward slash blog. You can find more information there or even just reach out to us on social media and we can help you out give you the link to sign up. And before we sign off this week, quick reminder about the Salon Mentorship Hub, which is a place for you to connect with coaches and consultants from the industry who are willing to help you get unstuck uh, on a particular topic. All you have to do is choose who you'd like to connect with and on what topic, and then you can book yourself in for a date and a time that suits you for a free 15 to 30 minute consultation. Uh, new coaches and consultants join the hub regularly. So make sure you bookmark the website and uh, you can also follow Forest Salon Software on social media to stay updated. The link to the Salon Mentorship Hub website is also going to be in this episode's show's notes. So uh, you can click there or alternatively head over to salonmentors.forest.com and you'll get direct access to the Salon Mentorship Hub. And well, that's all we've got for this week, guys. So as always, if you want to share your thoughts on this episode or have any suggestions, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We genuinely love feedback and are always looking for ways to improve the show. Otherwise, have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next Monday for our monthly roundup. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners Podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.